In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Baba. And the Coptic month of Baba, during the readings of Sundays, speaks to us about the power of God. Power of God. And as I explained before, there are four things until now with all the advancement in technology, medicine, science, but still people have no power over them. These four things are illness, nature, evil spirits, and death. Illness with the advancement of medicine, many diseases cannot be cured, especially nervous system diseases. Nature, people cannot stop a hurricane or earthquake or volcano. Evil spirits, science and medicine cannot cast away a demon from a person possessed with a demon. This, the most clever physicians die, everyone will die. But during the Sundays of Baba, last Sunday, the first Sunday, we heard how the Lord healed the paralytic man. So the Lord has power over illness. Today, the catch of many fish has power over nature. Four expert fishermen labored all night and caught nothing. And when the Lord actually told them, launch to the deep, let down your nets for a catch, they were able to catch too many fish. Power over nature. Next Sunday, we will see how the Lord will cast demon from a man who was possessed with demon. That's why he was blind and mute and deaf. And the last Sunday, we'll hear about the power of her death when he raised from death the son of the widow at the city of Naim. So, through the four Sundays of Baba, the church tells us that God has power over these four things. Illness, evil spirits, nature, and death. But what is the message here? Mean God has power actually to heal us from the illness of the spirit. As last Sunday, healing from illness. And also to change our nature to be heavenly creatures, not earthy creatures, power over nature. And the demon will have no power over us. He cannot dwell in us because we are a dwelling place for the Holy Trinity. And lastly, then the death will have no power over us. We will be raised and reign eternally in the kingdom of heaven. So if we look at these four things from a spiritual perspective, then the power of God will heal me from sin, from the corrupted nature, will change my nature to be a heavenly creature, and also devil will have no power over me, and death has no power over me, 
I will be raised in the last day and reign eternally with the Lord Jesus Christ. Today in this miracle, we can see steps in spiritual growth. Steps in spiritual growth. The story started with four expert fishermen decided to go and use their expertise to catch fish. They went, took their boats, spent all night. They know the places where fish gathers. They labored and toiled all night. But unfortunately, after all night of labor and toil, they caught nothing. So they decided to go back. But in the morning, after Khalas, it's, it's over, they cannot try anymore, the Lord came to them. And as usual with the Lord, there is great multitude. So the Lord asked Peter to, after he got into the boat with Peter, he asked him to go a little further from the land. As we read, then he got into one of the boats which was Simon's and asked him to put out a letter from the hand. Why? And he sat down, Jesus sat down and told the multitudes from the boat. And actually this is the first step in our spiritual growth. Sometimes in our life we are very very preoccupied with the world with how to catch fish, with how to make money, how to care for our children, how to care for our health, how to have social life, how to invest for the future. Many, many things actually. And with all this very, very busy life, we don't have time to go a little further from the land in order to listen to the words of, of God. Go little, separate yourself for little time to listen to the word of God. In Luke chapter 14, there is a parable about a king made a banquet and invited the people to his banquet. One of them, he told him, I apologize, I cannot come because I just got married. The second one, he told him, I bought field and I need to take care of it. The third one told him, I bought some animals and I need to take care of it. And the king was angry because all of them rejected and declined his invitation. If you think about these people, they were not doing something wrong. Marriage investing in, uh, in livestock or taking care of farms and garden. It's not sin. But the sin that they let their business separate them from God. They don't have time for God. That's why what the Lord asked Peter today, he's asking each one of us, when he told him, put out a little from the land. What is the land? The land is the world. The land is the business of the world. The land is all everything that 
preoccupy our minds what we eat, what we drink, what we wear. That is the land. We need actually every day to take some time away to separate ourselves completely. Turn off your phone, turn off all your thoughts, put silence to your heart and your thoughts in order to be with the Lord and to listen to Him. Stay away from distraction. And why the Lord asked him to go a little further in order to speak to Peter and to speak to the multitude. The Lord wants to speak to you. The Lord wants to get into a dialogue with you. If you are too busy, when you will have time for the Lord? David was too busy in his life. He was king. But in spite of this, he was able to pray seven times a day. He was able to meditate on the word of God day and night. So don't use business as an excuse. What you gonna benefit if you win the whole world and lost your own soul? What are you gonna benefit from this? Take care of your eternal salvation. And why it is important to spend the time with the Lord? Because spending time with the Lord will change your mind. We grew up and our families, our culture, our schools planted some principles in our mind. And we believe that what we learned is the truth. But unfortunately, a big portion of what we learned from our families or maybe from schools or culture or neighbors is wrong. Wrong means not biblical, not the mind of Christ. Let me just give an example. Unforgiving spirit. That's not the mind of, of Christ. Uh, another example, eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That's not the mind of, of Christ. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is not the mind of Christ. Be patient. Uh, not to be patient and you need to fight for your rights and don't endure, don't forbear others. This is not the mind of Christ. So many, many principles are planted into our mind, into our thoughts, and this compose our belief system. But when you listen to the Lord, then your belief system will change. That's what St. Paul said, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We need to acquire the mind of Christ. When you read the scripture, or you listen to the word of God, compare it with your belief system. And then when you find your belief system does not match what is the mind of Christ, you need to change it. You need to reject what you believe it is right and to accept the mind of Christ. This is the first step in healing. This is the first step in transformation. As St. Paul said, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. But you cannot renew your mind unless you go away from the land, from the shore, from the distraction, from the crowd, from the people, and have some time with Christ. Listening to Him, changing from Him, and replacing the wrong principles that are planted in our mind 
You need to get rid of all these principles, your belief system, and to replace it with the mind of Christ. As St. Paul said, as for us, we have the mind of Christ. Then the second step in spiritual growth, the Lord told him, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. So the first step is just to separate yourself from the distraction, from the busy life, in order to renew your mind and to acquire the mind of Christ. Second step is to get deeper in your relationship with God, launch to the deep. When actually Peter knew Christ, he knew him as a good prophet, a good teacher, that's his first knowledge. But when Peter actually started to launch into the deep, in his knowledge of Christ, this knowledge actually changed. And now he knew that Christ is the Son of God. Do you remember when the Lord asked the disciples, who do men say about me? They told him, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But Peter told him, no, you are Christ, the Son of the living God. This revelation came to him from getting deep in his relationship with God. What is your knowledge of Christ? Some people know about God. Some people know God. And the knowledge of God actually because God has no limit. So we will be growing in the knowledge of God day after day. In John chapter 17, the Lord says, And this is eternal life, to know you, O Father, and the Son whom you sent to the world. So where are you? in the spectrum of the knowledge of God. Do you know only about him or you have experienced him? Job knew about God with hearing I heard about you. Then after the trial, his experience changed. He told him, but now I have seen you. So where are you? Are you still at the shore hearing about God? or you get into the depth and you know God. As St. John said in 1 John chapter 1, what we have seen, what we have heard, what we have touched, this we share with you. It's experiential knowledge of God. Also, there is growth when you go into the deep. There is growth in your faith, in your faith. Peter actually, while he was living with God, his faith is growing and growing and growing. Yes, at one time, his faith was shaken and the Lord told him, I prayed for you that your faith will not be gone away. Now, definitely, Peter, when he was able to caught all this fish, and the two boats were filled, even the nets were about to break. His trust in God and his trust in the word of God increased, the faith increased. 
One time the disciples said to the Lord, increase our faith. Where is your faith? Are you still doubting God? Are you still doubting the power of God? What's, where are your faith right now? Still as you knew him 20 or 30 years ago, or your faith is growing. Is there any change in your faith? Or since you were born or you became Christian, your faith is still the same. Your faith and your trust in God should grow. Also, Peter, uh, one, one important thing, the realization who he is, that he is a sinful man. That is growth in a spiritual life. Some scholars studied St. Paul, how he described himself. So they arranged the letters of St. Paul according, chronologically, according to the time of their writings. And they saw how St. Paul described himself. In the beginning, he said, are they the apostles of Christ? I say, as a foolish man, I am better. That's in the beginning. He grew a little bit and then he said, I am not worthy to be an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He grew a little bit, then he saw, said, I am a sinner. I am the one who, I was a blasphemer and persecutor for the church of God. At the end, do you know how St. Paul described himself? That's when he reaches the spiritual growth. He said, I am the first among the sinners. Because the person, when he grew more and more, two realizations will go hand in hand. One realization is, I am first among the sinners. But the other realization, it is the grace of God that actually lift me up and raised me up. Because one realization only from these two, if I, I focus that I am first among the sinner, I can fall in despair. Or if I focus about the grace of God only, I can fall in pride. That's why these two realizations actually go hand in hand. That's growth. When St. Peter launched to the deep, actually he said to the Lord, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. So these are the steps. The first step is to go a little away from all the distraction and busy life in order to have a chance, to give a chance to Christ, to change your mind, to change your belief system in order to acquire the mind of Christ. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's the first step. Then the second step, you will go deeper and deeper in your relationship with God, in your knowledge of God, in your love for God, in your faith for God, in realization who I am in the light of God. I am the first among the sinners. Then the third step, with growth, the person actually will want to go and share the good news of this transformation, of this salvation to others. That's why the Lord said to Peter, don't be afraid, 
from now on you will catch men. A true person who, who tested the sweetness of the Lord will go and say to the people, come taste and see how sweet the Lord is. Come and see, as Philip said to Nathaniel. Come, and they, they will go and preach the word of God to everyone because they want everyone to taste the sweetness of God. And then the last step, then they forsook all and followed him. Forsook all, not only for the disciples, but for all of us. Not literally, but in, in our life, nothing actually will distract me from the love of Christ. Because we live for God. We live for God, not for the world. Children of the world live for the world. But as St. Paul said, if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. If we live or we die, we are the Lord's. So everything actually, we do it to the glory of God. One of the beautiful verses that explains the true Christian is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, when St. Paul said, whatever you do, whether eating or drinking or doing any other thing, do it all for the glory of God. Then everything, I go to work, I raise my children, I go to school, I spend time with my friends, everything I do it for the glory of God. Then actually that's the meaning of they forsook all. They forsook any interest. The only interest is God. And they followed him, which means they united with him. They become one with him. This is the meaning follow him. Follow is not just walking after someone, but follow is abiding. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abiding in you. Follow, as the Lord said, he who hears my word and obey my commandment. My Father and I will come and make our dwelling place in, in this person. So we become a dwelling place for the Holy Trinity. So these are the four steps of spiritual growth. Stay away from distraction for a little bit every day to listen to God. So your belief system will change it. Your mind will be renewed. You will acquire the mind of Christ. Then you need to get deeper in your relationship. Your faith should grow. Your knowledge of, of God should grow. The more you spend the time with Him, definitely your faith, your love, your knowledge for God, your, the realization of who I am, this will grow. Third step, I will be a preacher. I will go and preach others by the word, by action, by example, by sharing the good news of salvation. I don't mean preacher, a clergyman, but each one of us is a witness for Christ. And the fourth step, that everything I do, it, I do it for the glory of God, to abide in Him and abide in me. These are the four steps in order to be transformed into His image and after His likeness. Glory be to God forever and forever. Amen.